and welcome to New Life. I'm Pastor David Kufal, and here we are at 1021 South Center Street in Wapiton, North Dakota, and we are glad that you could join us this morning as we worship Jesus and we celebrate fathers on Father's Day. And uh, um, God gave us fathers for a reason. And he is our heavenly father. So if you don't have a father, I'm tired of hearing these people whine and complain that they don't have a dad. You do have a father. He's in heaven. His, he is our heavenly father. So, and, and Jesus, the Bible says that if you don't have a father, he'll be your father. If you don't have a mother, he'll be your mother. If you don't have a brother, he'll be your brother. If you don't have a sister, he'll be your sister. He'll be what you need him to be. But he's still our Heavenly Father. That doesn't change. And uh, he wants to father you this Father's Day. Amen? Well, praise the Lord. Well, we're going to do um, our second part of my series on why the Holy Spirit came. Now, this was a gift of God to us, giving us his Holy Spirit. Remember, God is, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is, the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, just like Jesus is the second person, and God the Father is the first person of the Trinity. However, they are one God. I know that's hard for us to put together. How can he be three in one? But he is. And so um, he sends us his spirit to dwell within us. When we got saved, Jesus came into our heart, and we have the Holy Spirit ever making intercession for us from our hearts. Now, we'll talk about that in a moment. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but just think about it. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of God the Father making intercession for you, and then the Holy Spirit makes intercession for you from your heart. How good is that? Huh? My word, two, of, two persons of the Trinity praying for you. That is um, an awesome, awesome thing. And so today, in the second part of why the Holy Spirit came, the Holy Spirit, today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit helps believers. That's why he's sent to you to be a helper, to help you. Because none of us are as good as what we hope to be, right? We need someone on our side. And so God, the, Jesus goes and asks the Father to give us the Holy Spirit. And so that we have that helper. He says, I'm going to send you another comforter. Jesus was going to leave. I'm going to send you another comforter. We talked about all that last time on the day of Pentecost. And so now we're going to talk about how the Holy Spirit helps believers. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you and praise you for this uh, message today. We ask you, Lord, that you would just touch us and by your Spirit. That, Lord, that you would fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. That everyone would be baptized in you, Lord. 
Because, Lord, we need your strength. We need your help. We need you, Lord Jesus. And we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. This post-COVID world is a very difficult place to live right now. But, Lord, we thank you that you draw near. And that your joy is our strength. But more than that, that you've given us the Holy Spirit to lead us and to teach us and to help us. We praise you for this in Jesus' name. And I thank you for your anointing to preach this word this morning. Let me only speak the words you would have me to speak today. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. I'm going to go to John this morning. Um, John 14. And uh, verse 26. There we go. And, and, and you see, the Holy Spirit came to teach us. The Holy Spirit teaches us. That's the first way that he helps you as the believer. You know, John, who wrote the book of John and wrote uh, um, um, Revelations and 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, he says, you have no need for a teacher because you have the Holy Spirit. But the problem with us is we don't always listen to him. Hello? That's why he sends us apostles and prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. We call them the five ministry gifts. Why? To equip the saints, to equip you, so that you can do what God has called you to do. So that's my job, is to equip you with the right tools and the Word of God so that you can go ahead and do the work that God calls you to do. But if we would really listen to the Holy Spirit, and we would read our Bibles, hello? He can guide us in all things. Right? Yet Paul the Apostle needed a, a teacher. So when he got saved, he was led out into the desert, right? By the Spirit, led him out into the desert. And for three years, Jesus came and taught him. How about that? Wouldn't that be great to go to, to a Bible college and have Jesus as your professor? My word, you'd never get led astray. You'd always be taught the right thing, Right? And, and, and so, um, but the Holy Spirit can do the same thing for you and I. And so we grow in the Word. Paul says, study to show yourself approved. A workman needing not to be ashamed. Right? So we open up the Bible, but when we open up our Bible, we don't just read. We ask the Lord to help us by the Holy Spirit to understand what we are reading. And sometimes we will come to a verse and we won't get it. That happens. And so we ponder it all day long. What does he mean by that? That's what you're supposed to do. That's what real meditation is. Did you know that? Pondering on the Word of God until we understand it up here completely. We accept it here, but we want to understand it up here. Real meditation on God's Word will set you free. It will calm your spirit. That yogi meditation, it does nothing but opens you up to strange spirits. Hello? Oh, I mean, we got Christians today that are being taught spiritualism in church, 
and they think that, oh, they're get, drawing closer to God. No, they're opening themselves up to false spirits. Why? Because yoga is based in false religion. Hello? But if we would do what the Bible says, meditate on the Word of God. The Word of God being meditated goes way back to Moses. Thousands of years. And they were supposed to, and part of meditating on the Word of God, this is off my sermon a little bit, it, but it is because the Holy Spirit teaches us. Part of meditating on the Word of God is memorizing the Word of God. Why? Because you're, getting, you're hiding the Word in your heart. You forgot to turn it off. You were making all sorts of noise. You forgot to, it's still on. You got to turn it off. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Never you mind on, out there on YouTube and Facebook. Don't worry about it. I was just helping somebody. <laughs> that was a fun little interlude. But if we would memorize the word of God, get it in our hearts, if the government ever comes along and takes away our Bibles, guess what? They can't take what's in your heart. Amen? All right. So, what does John 14, 26 says? In my brand new Bible here. It says, I got for Father's Day. You know, I, I also got a... <laughs> if you understand what else I got this week, which I'm not going to talk about... But I got a rocking chair from my middle boy. Taking that one to the lake. Um, it's too hot to sit outside and rock, though. Verse 26 of 14, John 14 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, that's Jesus' name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance all that I have, what, said to you. Now, I'll ask, I'll pick on Carol over here because I can see her really clearly over here. Can you remember everything that Jesus says right now? No. But isn't it astonishing that at times when you just know it, the Lord will bring back to remembrance what he said. That's done by the Holy Spirit. And that's why we need the Spirit to be our teacher. And I'm so glad the Holy Spirit is our helper. My mom's birthday was just the other day. I'm glad he's the comforter. Today is Father's Day. My dad is gone. I'm glad he's our comforter. I feel no sadness because they're in heaven. I, I get, it, it really gets me when I see these people wishing people happy birthday up in heaven. Well, they're not celebrating birthdays anymore. Besides, if they're in heaven, they would rather celebrate when they got born again than their actual birthday. They are in heaven. Time is no more. I mean, I, I, time is just passing up there. and They don't even notice it. They're having a good time up in glory. Amen? Now, we miss them. But you know what? I'm sorry to tell you, they don't miss us. <laughs> because if we're born again, they know we're, we're going to come there one day. But they're having so much fun being around the throne of God, they don't even notice that they've been there maybe 10 years. Come on. 
And we should be glad for that. Can you imagine what heaven would be like if everybody was moping and, 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 and all upset because they can't see us here? Wouldn't that be terrible? No, no, no. They know that if we're born again, we're going to join them one day, so they're not worried about it. That's something the Holy Spirit, that's why the Holy Spirit comforts us. Because we know we're going to have a reunion one day in glory with our loved ones who've gone before. Amen? Come on. You know, that's the new amen. Come on. <laughs> our young preachers have started all that. And I started doing it without even thinking about it. Come on. Right? Our Heavenly Father, that's why I like hanging out with some of the young preachers. Our Heavenly Father knew we would need help. <laughs> Come on. Uh, right, Al? We need help. And I'm not just talking about you need help. We, we, all of us, we need help. And who better than the Holy Spirit to do that? So the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And he'll bring to remembrance all the things that Jesus told us. But here's the kicker. That means we need to crack this open and read it. We need to get this from here to here. You see, we can't, when we read this, we cannot plead ignorance. I want you to ponder on that one before I go ahead. If we've read it here, and we, here's the thing. If we know to do something that is right and we choose, this is what James says, um, Pastor Steve said it the other day, and we choose not to do it. Here's the hard part. I don't know if you noticed it or not. Here's the hard part. And we choose not to do it. It is, the Bible, James writes, this is Jesus' half-brother, it is sin to us. So you are sinning against yourself if you know to do the right thing and you choose not to do it. Hmm. I'm not going to go any further on that one. That'll take up a whole sermon right there. But how many times do we choose not to do something that we know we should do, but we choose not to do it? It was cute yesterday. I called up one of our members. And uh, did you get that text I sent you? No, I'm busy cleaning the house. This was, I thought we were just going to clean the kitchen and pick up the living room. Just make a pass. Deep cleaning was not on my schedule for today. <laughs> I love the fact that deep cleaning got on that schedule because it was hot and miserable outside. So you might as well be inside where the air conditioning is and get a chore done. But that was so cute. But can you imagine, 
I know I need to deep clean this, but I choose not to do it. And you trip and fall over something in the middle of the night. Now it's become sin to you. Now don't you be looking and pointing fingers because you know you've got three fingers pointing back at you. Don't look and tease. I didn't say who it was, but their initials, never mind. I just loved it because it was just, it was so cute. It was so cute. And, uh, and I'll have something else to say. Not during the sermon, though. Now, not only does the Spirit teach us, but the Spirit guides us. But I thought that was a perfect example of doing what you know you need to do for the health of your family and for you not to stub your toe or fall over. Right? That's a good thing. Right? Besides, she discovered she had a dish she thought she lost. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I don't think it was that bad. <laughs> but the Spirit also guides us. Let's go over to John 16, verse 12. John 16 and... Verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, Jesus says, but you cannot bear them now. Isn't that interesting? i got a bunch of things to still talk to you about, but you can't bear them now. Huh. Why? Why? Because the Holy Spirit hadn't come yet. Hmm. And he hadn't breathed the Holy Spirit on them to open up their minds to the Word of God. And then later on in the book of Acts, the Holy Spirit came and filled them. They couldn't bear it yet because they didn't have that understanding. Remember the guys on the road to Emmaus? Oh, Jesus died. It's, the women came back and said he rose again. Boo-hoo. We're going to go home to Emmaus. And Jesus met them on the road to Emmaus. And then they stopped for dinner, for supper. Right? And all of a sudden, as he broke bread and blessed it, their minds were open to everything that Jesus was talking to them on the road. Ah, it was the Lord! And they had to run all the way back. They were, those women were right. They're not a bunch of kooks. See, Hal, stop calling them kooks. <laughs> um, by the way, back at, there in YouTube land and Facebook, he never calls women kooks. I'm just teasing them. It's Father's Day. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, now the Holy Spirit's always going to tell you the truth. When the, the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all the truth, for He will not speak of His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Hey, how about that? Isn't that cool? It is the Holy Spirit's job to guide you into all, listen, all truth. And that truth is the Word of God. Somebody is trying to tell you something that the Bible doesn't say. Know that it's not of 
the Holy Spirit. Know that they're a false prophet. Hello? Today we have people in the church world that call good evil and evil good. Why do I mention the church world? Because judgment starts at the house of the Lord. Come on. Right? But we do. I've seen stuff posted, my word, that are so contrary to the word of God, and this is supposed to be a preacher of the gospel, calling something that God calls sin good. So somebody posted that that is none of God's business what happens between your knees and your belt. My word. If you don't think God doesn't write about what goes on between your knees and your belt, you haven't read the Bible. He's the one who created all the fun stuff. Did he not create Adam, give him Eve, and then said, go and make lots of babies? Hello? Do you not read the Old Testament and how many times it says David took her for a wife and went into her? If you don't under, can't understand that. Right? And then God says there's certain things you ought not to do because it would be sin for you. Why? Because it comes with disease and all other stuff. And, and emotional things that you don't want to open up to your life. And it's not how I designed you. You can't make babies any other way except for a mommy and a daddy coming together. Amen? Every mother here knows exactly how that baby came about. Right? Another truth that we find here is the Holy Spirit will not speak on his own authority. Did you know that? The Holy Spirit will not speak on his own authority. Hmm. He only speaks what he hears from the Father, and this is similar to Jesus during his earthly ministry. Did not Jesus say the same thing? I don't speak anything except for what my Father tells me to say. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. See, they're one God, eternally existing as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So neither one of the Holy Spirit or Jesus spoke anything that first wasn't spoken by the Father, what he wanted them to say to us. And it's the same thing. And the Holy Spirit will only testify of Jesus. He will not testify of himself. So some of these charismatics go around praising and worshiping the Holy Spirit. He don't want it. He wants Jesus to get all the praise. Jesus get all the worship. And the Father to get all the glory. Why? Because Jesus died on the cross for us. He did the hard work. He did what nobody else would do. He's the one who said, Father, send me, send me. I'll go, I'll suffer, I'll die. I will lay down my life for the sheep and I will take it back up again. Come on. And then the next thing that we see is the Holy Spirit will tell us of things to come. 
He's always reminding us, hey, Jesus is coming again. Get ready. Isn't there a song we used to sing? People get ready, Jesus is coming. I don't remember the rest of it, so I'm not going to make it up. But it was a good, we used to sing it all the time back in the day. It had a good tune to it, too. And we don't sing it, no. We sing all these, anyway, nothing wrong with some of these new songs. Some of them have no theology behind them. And of course, back in the day, there were some of them that had no theology that people were singing in church. If I had a hammer, what did that have to do with, I heard a song in church before, so I don't know what that ever had to do with church. Now here's something you need to hear. But hear this. The Holy Spirit will never, 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 never contradict the Scripture or tell you things outside of this book. Come on. You get a so-called prophet on YouTube telling you something that's outside of this book, don't listen to them. They're a false prophet. There's some of them like that. You know, <clears throat> but if they base everything they're talking about on this book, they must have something to say. Right? Holy Spirit's not going to tell you to do something that's contrary to this book. Pride month. There's Christians out there telling you to do things that are contrary to this book. I take pride in one thing, Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was thinking this morning, I'm sorry, this is a little rabbit trail, I'll get off of it real quick. But when I was a kid, the most popular song at the time was, Nobody Knows What Goes On Behind Closed Doors. My word, everybody loved that song because it was so true. Now everybody worships what goes on behind closed doors. Did you hear me? They are worshiping what goes on behind closed doors. They got to brag about what goes on behind closed doors. They have to be out in public doing what goes on behind closed doors. And it is so sad. So sad. And we can't let our little five-year-old be innocent children. You know what? I've, used to be we all took the stance. Whatever you do behind your closed doors, don't tell us about it then nobody could judge you for it. Hello? Come on. But know this, God has called things sin, and he calls things blessed. And I'd rather be living in the things that he calls blessed. Amen? The Holy Spirit always glorifies Christ and the Heavenly Father. As Jesus says here, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Come on. He will take what is mine and declare it to you. And, and here's the other thing that you've got to remember. You also belong to him. Now that's something to really ponder about. How in the world he wants to declare to you that he lives in you. And that his mercy towards you is new every morning. And aren't you glad for the grace of God?
my word. That's why we need to be gracious one to another. Now, let's get to the third part of this sermon. The Spirit intercedes. Now, I alluded to that earlier. The Spirit intercedes for us. Let's run over to Romans. All right, I'm just going to turn over to Romans. If I started running, the camera couldn't catch me. Well, I think it's the way I, not at my age, the way I run now, the camera could catch me, and it just, it'd be hilarious. You don't need to see all that. Romans um, chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our, listen to this, our weakness. Oh, thank you, Jesus. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. I've said that again. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is in the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. What? He intercedes for you according to the will of the Father. See how this works in as a Father's Day message, but it's also a second part of why the Holy Spirit came. God the Father wills for you better than what you have. He wills for you to have blessings. He wills for you to have health. He wills, but sometimes we get our mouths get in the way of our blessings. We'll go in the church going, praise God, thank you, Jesus. I know you can heal me. And then we'll walk out the door and go, my word, my sciatica is the worst thing in the whole wide world. Well, did we just cancel out our blessing? And I'm not talking about name and claim it here. I'm just talking about the words. You see, or did we delay our healing because of our words, because our prayers go to the Father? And, he, and his desire is to heal you. His desire is to bless you. His desire is to do for you. But if we go ahead and get in our way, and I'm not talking about name and claim it here, Sometimes, instead of believing what we prayed, we give lip service to the Lord. Yes, Lord, I know you can heal me. We give him lip service. Thank you, Jesus. But when we walk out of the church, we are actually confessing what we believe in our heart. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to have to go see and have the doctor fix me. When Jesus is saying, hey, here, I'm the great physician. I can do it for you. But praise the Lord. How? Because we're human beings and we get in our way of our own selves. Praise the Lord that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. See, I had to go through all that because we get in our way, don't we? And then the Holy Spirit then intercedes for us because we have no clue. Come on. (laughs) Because we're not God. Are we? 
Karen, are we? Are we God? No. And those groanings which cannot be uttered is what is happening when you are praying in the Spirit, when you are praying in tongues. The Holy Spirit is groaning out for us in our weaknesses. He is interceding. I don't know, those who are filled with the Holy Spirit that, that's been blessed to be, have that prayer language, if you're not using it, shame on you. Because the Holy Spirit wants to pray for you. When you're praying, start praying in the Spirit. It'll make you feel better, if nothing else. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to have to start asking when I call somebody up and they start complaining about, oh, I don't know, this blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to have to start saying, have, have you prayed in the Spirit today? Have you let your spirit person start groaning out to the Lord? Have you let the Holy Spirit groan out for you and joined in with your spirit, with the Holy Spirit groaning out for yourself, asking the Lord to touch your life? Have you done that? But sometimes, I, I don't know. We, I know nobody likes being miserable unless you're that strange person who enjoys it. No, I, I don't like being miserable either. And uh, I'll just, there, there's been days that because of stuff and stress, I just look at Lorraine and I just say, don't worry about it. I'll get over it. I'll get over it soon. And when she comes home from work, I'm usually over it. And I'm going, praise the Lord, I'm over it, because I didn't like how the other part of the day was going. It's just how it was going. An attack was happening. Um, things were coming against. Um, or I just was feeling rotten. But I know the one who is able to take care of the situation. So then we find out here in Romans, the Holy Spirit searches out our hearts. Now here's the reason why. For the Bible says we don't even know our own hearts. Only the Holy Spirit knows that. See, only the Father knows your own heart. We don't even know our own heart. And then we think we can control everything in our lives. But the Spirit searches out our hearts. Hello? And then intercedes for us, knowing what we so need. So this is the will. This is why. This is the will of God for us. To be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? And again, what is that evidence that we have been filled with the Holy Spirit? <clears throat> what was that evidence? Speaking in other tongues. We learned that the la when I preached I'm, the last time I got to preach. It is the normative way God does things. What does normative mean? It just means normal. It's the way he does it. Why? Because if he can control our tongues, the hardest thing to bridle, the thing that gets us into trouble, right? My word. Hmm. Sometimes things slip out of our mouths we never wanted to slip out. 
wait, I wasn't just thinking that? And you want to shove it back in, but it's too late because it escaped? If he can, if he can control our tongues, he knows he can use the rest of us. Just the way he knows when we finally surrender this, what is that? It's a wallet. When we finally surrender this, he knows he can use us. Hello? He knows that our faith is completely in him. I'm not going there today. We're talking about why the Holy Spirit came. Let us the Lord let the Lord fill us with his spirit daily. Amen. Now, next week, yep, next week, I will be part three of why the Holy Spirit came. And next week we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit convinces the world. And, and, and there's a good reason why we're going to go there. Because it's going to make you understand that witnessing for Jesus is a lot easier than you thought. So many of us think, it's so hard. How can I be a witness for Jesus? How can I tell people that Jesus saves? Uh, we're going to learn because the Holy Spirit came. It's not on you. It's on the Holy Spirit. All you have to do is be willing to share your story with someone. We'll talk about that next time. And then uh, in July, we'll have three more sermons on this and uh, why the Holy Spirit came. And it is so what You can't just go ahead and preach one, spirit, one sermon on why the Holy Spirit came when he came to do so many wonderful things for us. Amen? And so we need to do more. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you. That you asked your Father to send us the Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Lord, that the Spirit came on Pentecost and filled everyone in that upper room with the Spirit, that everyone was filled, everyone spoke in tongues, everyone went out into the streets and the byways of Jerusalem and proclaimed Jesus Christ, had the whole city in an uproar, until all came together, started questioning, what is this? And Peter got up and said, this is that. But the prophet Joel spoke about it. And 3,000 men got saved that day. So then you figure in their families. What a crowd. And you just multiply that by three. Assuming that they're all married and have two kids. What a... Wow, that is church growth. It is your desire 
for us to be that in Wapiton and Breckenridge today. Lord, there are so many hurting people in our community. Those who have no hope in you, no hope for tomorrow. They need you, Jesus. They, all they can see is gas prices going out of control and food costs going up. And, and they have no hope to know that you will provide for all that they need because they don't even know that's what the Bible says. But first they need to get saved. Help us, Lord. And because, Lord, we need your help, we need to be filled. Lord, some of us need to be refilled with your Holy Spirit. Some of us need to be filled for the first time. We need you, Lord. And Lord, we are going to continue to seek you until every one of us here is filled with your Holy Spirit. Because after we get saved, that's the next great step along with water baptism. And I thank you, Lord, we're going to be planning one of those here in the next couple of weeks. We just praise you. We thank you. We glorify your name. For Lord, you are so good and you are greatly, most wonderfully to be praised. We love you, Lord. And we thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Those who are watching by home, all you have to do is ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit. He will. They were in the upper room. They were just praying. And the Holy Spirit came and filled everyone. Just say, Lord, I want everything you would have for me to have. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. And don't worry about what comes out of your mouth. Just let the Holy Spirit take over your tongue. It's that simple. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to let you go for now. I hope where you're at is nice and cool today. It's very warm here in Wapiton and so um, in the upper Midwest. And we hope where you're at, your air conditioner is running well. We thank you, Lord. There won't be any rolling blackouts for anybody who's listening today. And we just praise you for that in Jesus' name. God bless you. We will see you next time. I'll see you for a coffee break tomorrow on Facebook Live.